Let me tell you about real estate agents. I trust.com right now going in to buy or sell your house. It is going to get harder and harder to buy or sell. Uh, I think, I think money is going to be a problem. I, I mean, gosh, I was listening to Megan Kelly this morning on her podcast and she was talking about the banks. She was talking to the head guy, the federalist, and uh, she was talking about the banks and, you know, uh, how are the banks going to react? Are they going to stop doing businesses, the business with now conservative business? I mean, it, it's you need somebody if you're wanting to buy or sell a house, you need somebody right now that knows what they're doing, knows the market and is able to buy your house at the lowest possible price or sell your house at the highest possible price. Real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. These are good people. Um, most of them are fans of the show, and they have your they have your values, and they do business the right way. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 15 seconds. People ask me all the time, and I, I have uh, grown to hate this question because I don't know. I'm just like you. I'm a dad. I'm trying to figure things out. I, I, I don't know. I've never lived through a country that was on the verge of collapse or revolution. I, I have no idea. The question always is, so what do we do? I don't know. Got any good ideas? Because I'm fresh out. Well, that's not entirely true. Um, I have a few ideas. We're going to be laying them out in the next uh, couple of weeks. But one of them that I think is absolutely the first step that everyone must do. Don't talk to me about any other solution until you've done this and passed it along to at least one other person. And I'll explain what that critical first step is in 60 seconds. program all right let me tell you about american financing american financing uh they work for you not the big banks uh, by the way did you see blackrock blackrock is riddled this administration is riddled with all of the people at the top of blackrock which they control about 21 trillion dollars no big deal 21 trillion dollars in investments uh and uh they're you know they're they're very excited about this new coming era, uh, mainly because one of their CEOs in the Treasury Department. Uh, there's a new world coming, and you need to make sure the banks are making enough money off of you through your tax money and, and through, I think, theft here with the uh, federal government and the uh, Fed. But they make enough money. They are going to be paying their taxes, and they've already stated this, as taxes go up, they're going to put the interest rates up. When the interest rates goes up, they'll be able to pay their taxes because you're paying more money. Please, I don't know how long these low interest rates last. Maybe they go down 
maybe they go up. Please take this pressure off of yourself and get the lowest interest rate you can right now. Fold in your high interest rate credit cards, consolidate your mortgage without resetting it at American Financing. They work for you. They work for you, not the big banks. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I wanted to bring uh, somebody on today because... I think the first step that has to be done to save our nation is, and I know this sounds like hyperbole, but it is fundamental. We need to go right now, all of us, and download, print, copy, and share with not only ourselves, but our families and everyone we know the report from the 1776 commission. I've read a lot of history books. I've read a lot of history of America. I've you're trying to summarize the good and bad of America in 40 pages. Not exactly easy to do to be able to explain the complex issues that the founders were putting into our declaration of independence and constitution Really not easy to do to explain how conflicted they were on slavery and what they did and what they didn't do. Almost impossible. This does it. I read the whole thing in one sitting this morning. It's 40 pages and I cannot recommend it enough. Now, one of the first thing this things that Joe Biden did was get rid of that, get it off of the White House website. This was a Trump thing, and he said he's putting together a 1776 commission to combat the lies of 1691. And when I say lies of 1691, they admit that the history is false in 1691. But I can guarantee you, if you're not paying attention, your kid is learning all of those facts from the New York Times Pulitzer Prize winning project 1691. This must be taught to our children. Uh, and we have uh, the senior fellow from the Heritage Foundation, Mike Gonzalez, who uh, has authored a new book, The Plot to Change America. He is um, he's, he's instrumental in making sure this goes forward. Welcome. Welcome, Mike. Glenn, it's a, uh, a a pleasure to be on your show. I I really appreciate what you do. I had a, a chance to visit with you in Texas about seven years ago, mm. and I, I just love your show and the things you say. And I was hoping that the thing, the fundamental thing, you were going to was to read history. So I'm very happy that uh, that that you told people to download the report, which I was a, a co-author of. I was I was a member of the commission. So, so, so thank you for that. Uh, Mike, I have to tell you, if, you're, if your book is half as good as the report, it's a must read as well. The, um, uh, to summarize and to write it as pithy as you did, um, and you and your colleagues, is, uh, is really hard to do. And to stay true to the principles, um, I mean, it, 
it reads true it reads accurately and i think that's why they've taken it down on day one of the biden administration well you know uh glenn um my book as you mentioned the plot to change america i do mention uh some of these things some of the political project that is afoot here with making history a narrative just a not 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 a, not a, a series of facts in fact are not partisan facts are facts but what the left uh, wants to do is say no these are just simply narratives and we can oppose the hegemonic narrative to to quote gramsci with a counter narrative mm-hmm. uh, and, and and replace and that way change america they want to <clears throat> they want to change the past in order to change the future and but of course you know as aristotle said that alone is forbidden to the gods to make what has happened not happen uh, and, 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 and this is this idea that there is no truth, that there's no transcendent truth. It's, it's a, a feature, not a bug of the left. And this, is, by the way, I'm glad that you mentioned the 1619 Project. The 1619 Project is an attempt to do just that, yeah. to replace the narrative of America with a counter-narrative, one that is anti-capitalist and pro-socialist. You know, I never thought of it this way, Mike. Thank you for bringing this up. I, I you know, I, I know the progressives. I know what they did to history. I know how long this has been going on. I know who's, who was behind it. Um, but I never tied together the facts. I just thought they're making history boring so nobody wants to listen to it. But by making, making it all about the facts and losing the entire narrative, nobody learned. You learned the dates and the names and then you forgot them. Because you were only studying for a test. And all the while, they've been working on the narrative with no facts, except the facts that those people who are doing it are crediting as fact from somebody else. You know, there's, it's all peer-reviewed facts. Uh, and by the time you get to the history books today, you've got, you know, uh, at least two generations of, of uh, history buffs verifying each other. Right. And, and, and uh, you know, I think they understand very well something we conservatives have forgotten, and that is <clears throat> what the founder of conservatism, Edmund Burke, said in the, in the late 1700s, that in order for us to love our country, our country should be lovely. Uh, and and what, they, what they do, what they set out to do, they, their purpose, their very clear purpose, is to denigrate American history in order that so, so for us, for our children to hold the Constitution, the Declaration, and America in contempt. And the reason to, 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 to hold, they want to, for, for, for future generations and the present generation to hold America in contempt is so then you, 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 you create, that, that catalyzes a desire to change the entire system. Uh, if America is systemically, structurally, and institutionally racist, then if you have, if you have half a brain, you understand that you have to change all the institutions, the structures, and the very system. So, Mike, what, what is what's going to happen to the seventeen seventy six project now? Well, we're we're uh, we're now in in in, in, in the, at the present moment uh, talking to each other. Uh, we have emailed uh, today and yesterday. Uh, we're going. We we plan to continue meeting. We plan. We have. Uh, <clears throat> we we knew. We anticipated what the White House had done, so we moved the document uh, mm. to Heritage. It's on the Heritage website. It's also it's, it's also over at Hillsdale College. Uh, the, the chairman of the uh, commission was Larry Arn, 
who's the president of Hillsdale and a mm. member of the Heritage Foundation's uh, board of directors. So you can find it in either place. Hillsdale, by the way, and Heritage have great material for your mm-hmm. for your audience to go to go to. Uh, so you can find it there and read it and make up your own mind. But what we give is the unvarnished historical fact. So, uh, you, we, so if you approach history as as the sixteen nineteen project does, with a political agenda, then the facts are are something irrelevant, and that's not what a historian uh, does. Um, please count me in as an ally on the 1776 project. I, I think this should be read. I think it should be in every home and I think it should be read by every parent and they should teach it in the home. They should take it to their schools and demand that it is taught in their schools. We have got to stop being timid, uh, and stop saying, well, I don't want to get you. I don't want to cause any trouble. I don't want the teachers mad at my stop it. They are teaching lies to your kids and in every school across the country. You want to teach the 1619 Project? I disagree with it. I think, but if you want to teach it as a counter narrative to older kids, and it's clearly these are not the facts, this is just a reimagining of history. As long as they have learned this history as fact, they are not going to be so susceptible to uh, the lies in the 1619 project. So, Mike, please uh, count me in as an ally. I'll do anything I can to, to help you. Um, tell me a little bit about the plot to change America. What is it you go uh, into? Thank you. And, 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 and it's extremely kind to be an ally to what we are trying to do in, the six, in this 1776 commission. The, uh, the plot to change America is, is really a book about identity politics. <laughs> it's a book that explains why we're here, why we had the summer of 2020. If you want to know why our, our cities were rocked, uh, not, that, not that our newspapers ever reported it, uh, but if you want to know about the 12,000 demonstrations and 700 riots in the billions in damages, if you understand what caused it, my book is it, The Plot to Change America, because what I say is <clears throat> I set out to dispel the myths that, that sustain identity politics. What is identity politics? It's the division, the reimagining of America as a country of, of, uh, of, as a confederation of categories mm-hmm. uh, based on, on sex, uh, uh, race, national origin, things that you cannot change. And then what, what the, the project of the left is, is to instill the members of the categories with, with, with victimhood, with a sense of victimhood. And that is what, as I said before, used uh, as a catalyst for change. What they say is, we know that you can improve your life individually. We know that capitalism provides you with the ability to improve your lives individually, but we don't want you to do that. We want you to act collectively, use your grievances to change America because this, because capitalism is racist. They say this repeatedly, which is a falsehood. As I point out in my book, the plot to change America. So basically I give a, <clears throat> I explain uh, what identity politics is and why it is so damaging to us as a country. Mike Gonzalez, uh, senior fellow, the Heritage Foundation, um, co-author of the 1776 uh, Commission. It's so well worth reading. Go to the Heritage Foundation, go to Hillsdale, go to glenbeck.com. You can read it there, but print it off and have a copy of it. Also, the author of the book, The Plot to Change America. Mike, thank you. Thank you for everything you're thank- doing. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you a lot. You bet. God bless. <sighs> I have a challenge for you. <clears throat> if you're like most people, 
There are probably some things that you might change. Hmm. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. If I could change anything, hmm. nothing yesterday I would have changed. Um, now let's look at the things you have control over. How about your mobile plan? You'd change it, right? If it wasn't a big hassle to do so. I mean, if somebody came to you with a better plan, they came to you where you could save money, you'd get the same service, uh, and they reflected your values and actually stood behind your values and put their money where their mouth is, that would probably be good if it wasn't a hassle. Well, I will tell you it's hassle-free with Patriot Mobile now. With uh, You can join with confidence. They use the same network as the larger providers, but they charge a lot less. They donate to conservative causes, and is switching is really easy. You can keep your phone number, bring your phone, or buy a new one, build your own bundle with multiple line discounts, and save big. And if you're a veteran or a first responder, you'll save even more. This month, get free Premier Activation, where they set the phone up for you. You also get a special gift with the offer code BECK. I think you're really going to appreciate that as well. The same service, a lower price, and the values you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. That's PatriotMobile.com slash BECK. Or call them at 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds, Station ID. It's interesting looking, listening to actual history and these sort of basic foundational truths that everybody believed seemingly at one point that the country well, was the generally con- a good place. Yeah, the country, uh, we are a nation of, of principles and we come together to form a more perfect nation. Mm-hmm. So we, we recognize our past mistakes and the mistakes of mankind before, and we try to get better. And so the problem is, is during the Wilson administration, we stopped looking at those principles. We started looking at like Washington. We stopped looking at Washington and emulating people with great principles. And we started with this flag waving jingoistic Uncle Sam crap. And there's nothing behind that. There's nothing good to learn from that. It's just bogus. And uh, and so you had a, a society that could feel good about itself. But by this time, we're so rotted from the inside that now all you have left is Uncle Sam and the flag. There's something to say, though, for that from from a patriotic standpoint, right, of just have that having that that general um current of oh of, yeah. of society pushing toward the idea that america is a good place rather than america is a bad place right like you think about that with culturally like you go back to the 50s for example mm-hmm. lots of real problems uh, uh yeah. in our society right yeah, no, no question about it um but publicly right there was this constant current of good Right. Like the, the, the heroes on television were good heroes. Mm-hmm. The, the you were shamed for doing things that were bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's that entire current seems to have switched the other way. And there's so, got to be long term. So there is there. Um, there is. But there's there's also uh, I mean, when you look at movies, because movies played a big role. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. They built this American thing. Well, a lot of that was from the film commission. A lot of that was from the rating system which I don't like. I don't want, 
my films edited because some group of suits say, nope, this is good. This is bad. Mm -hmm. I don't mind the rating system, but the way it was done before is was ridiculous. Um, But they are the ones it stopped a lot of the anti-hero stuff that wasn't done mainly because of the movie industry had its own little uh, censor, not through the government, but they had a censor. But the the other part of it that I think you're talking about that's really important is we believed it. We knew there were problems. We knew that, you know, there was there was abuse in families. We knew that there was drunkenness. We knew that there was crime, but we didn't hold it up on our shoulders and say, this is us or look at this. It's so bad and horrible, but don't we love watching it? We shunned it generally as as people. Um, And so there was this undercurrent. Now we're just adrift in a sea that is just pounding us from all sides. And there's nothing. There's no lighthouse. There's nothing that says here's stable ground. Just come here. Watch out for the rocks. Just come here. There's no lighthouse anymore. All we have is mockery, essentially, of of the idea that those things could be good. Correct. Right. Like you, Correct. The, the cool thing to do is to mock people who think, you know, culture could be better. I mean, the, the pressures are clear. I think to almost anyone who's on social media, you know, being positive is something that's, you know, mocked and looked down on with the most, with few ex- exceptions. There are some exceptions, certain aspects of society still are able to maintain those things. But generally speaking, like if you're, t- especially if you're talking about something like politics, I mean, if you try to, we've seen this happen before. If you try to look at something and say, okay, we need to just be positive, fix our own families and Mm -hmm. communities, like Mm -hmm. look for things that aren't going to, you know, sink you into the doldrums Mm -hmm. of all life. That's like, well, why aren't you out there fighting? Why aren't you out there on the streets, anger and and, 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 distracts you from what the Lord teaches us, which is. It's in your own circle of influence first. It's you, then your family, then your children. Take care of that Mm -hmm. and everything. And instead, you don't have a big enough voice. You can't change anything. that's, That's a lie that goes back to the individualism of America. We've lost all of those things that that were a lighthouse. And instead, we're demonizing the rocks that just are. Instead of looking at the pilot of the ship and saying, wait a minute, you're steering towards the rocks. He's like these damn evil rocks. Keep your eye out for those damn evil rocks. And we pay no attention to what the captain is doing. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I just pulled that out of my butt, so I don't know (laughs) if that was... Did that make sense? Uh, Let me tell you about Goldline. I breathed a sigh of relief yesterday when everything was said and done. Violence didn't break out. Well, it did in Portland and Seattle, but why talk about that? We have a lot of work ahead uh, ahead of us and a lot to do, and this is going to work to our advantage. It is. I don't know how, but it will. The Biden administration, however, is going to accelerate a lot of bad things, decelerate a lot of good things. One of them is, I mean, we've been spending like crazy now for 15 years. Crazy. And it's getting worse each administration. Well, buckle up, kids. It's time to see that deficit and that debt go to the moon. The U.S. dollar is going to continue down the path of tanking. I want you to call them today. 
uh, at Goldline and find out how you can diversify your retirement accounts. Also learn about their weekly special on gold physically delivered directly to you. Goldline, do it now. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. They're waiting to hear from you right now. And you can go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. They have the uh, deal going right now. 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. All right, I'm just going to say it. I hate hippies. I hate them. I've, I've, I've tolerated them my whole life. I'm the generation after the freaking hippies. I was the latchkey kid because you just destroyed our parents, destroyed everything. You destroyed our, our educational system. Everybody's smoking dope, getting high, protesting everything all the time. Oh, mom and dad, pay attention to me. Shut up, hippies. I'm so sick of the hippies. I hit my breaking point today. <laughs> today? Today. What my year break- of this hatred are no, you hitting no, a breaking no, no, point? No, 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 mm-hmm. no, no. See, you don't see it the way I did. Okay. Because I followed directly the hippie generation. And we all rolled our eyes at, you know, our brothers and sisters that were wearing their stupid hippie clothes and like peace man love i hate the system rage against shut up you know it's not like punk rockers were in the 80s they were saying many of the same things about fight the power fight the machine Mm -hmm. but they weren't do nothing hippies and now all of these hippies seem to have found themselves in power and they're all (laughs) they're they're still hippies, except they're all rich. And over 30, I've noticed. Uh, I thought they were going to live past 30. Yeah. What, mm. what happened to you, hippie? You are the machine now. And I, I've just hit it because, you know, my generation, according to The Fourth Turning, which is a book you should read, everyone should have, The Fourth Turning. I'm reading, you know, I, I read The Fourth Turning, and my generation, the latchkey, we don't ever... We don't ever get our turn because, well, no, because the hippies wrecked it for us. The the generation right before <laughs> it destroyed all of it. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to get help. I'm not going to get social security. Oh, they are, but I'm not going to get it. You certainly are not going to get it. You know what I mean? Thank you. I'm just paying for the hippies. And I was thinking about Congress and this high tech thing. They don't even know probably how to use a phone. Okay, Mm -hmm. Um, I'm at the point where I'm struggling with my remote control. I mean, you see Bernie Sanders at his mittens yesterday. You think of that guy knows how to use a use a phone. Correct. So how is how are these hippies even how are they going to get out? Get out, hippies. I am not somebody for an age, you know, barrier or Mm -hmm. you got to retire at this age. But I am for the hippies. I'm I'm for that generation. You have principles, but they only apply when you need them. When when they when, when it comes to these right. guys, yeah. For mm-hmm. instance, my nephew came to visit, okay, mm-hmm. and he had a he had a his wedding ring tattooed to his finger, and I immediately have from a distance. I'm like, oh, good God, I got a hippie in my family, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, I look, and it's a peace symbol. 
And I said, dude, dude, I'm speaking your language. You're not a hippie, are you? And he said, well, Uncle Glenn, I did cut my hair before I came here. And I said, <laughs> hair's not a problem, dude. It's hippies. And we talked about what he <laughs> believes in. And I don't have a problem with the young hippies. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the, the young hippies. With the 20 and 30 somethings that are like, look, man, there's just too much commercialism now. Yep, you're right. Uh, you're I, right. I think we need more of it. More, more commercialism. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm more of the uh, Michael Douglas, uh, you know, mid, Wall Street, mid, Wall Street. Well, uh, I was there at your age. I was there. <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> okay, uh, you'll get pissed at the hippies uh, soon. Uh, oh, I think yeah. I, well, the hippies sound like something I'd be pissed about. No, th- think about mm-hmm. you're the generation that followed Hillary Clinton. Great. I, it's just Great. never sounds like a good thing no. to follow Hillary Great. Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and these guys have been destroying our country <laughs> since the 1960s, so it, so, and I'm done. So with hippies it. is, I think of that as like 1960s peace, love. No, uh, no, no, that, no, but, no. And then they, no. they've grown harmless. up to Those be more harmless. annoying. Yeah, these were the ones. The mamas and the papas, basically. These are the, these are the, now, these are the, they're the Marxist. They're the Solinsky right, so, guys. Well, you're, so you're targeting what you, I'm trying to but like the, drill the, down the Grateful here. Dead. I don't have a problem with the Grateful Dead. I mean, whatever. I don't like your music, but whatever. Right. It's not that. It's the Marxist hippies that have been destroying our country since 1964. Aren't you just those saying the Marxists? Like you keep saying hippies as if it means something because different. Because they've cloaked themselves in peace and love and shed all of that commercialism. And then they're getting rich <laughs> off of us right now. How are you all rich by serving your nation in Congress? How are you doing that? Oh, uh, man. Uh, you know, there's nothing worse than what is happening on Wall Street. Really, hippie? Because you're surrounded by people. You run a hedge fund. Come on, I'm uh, I'm with you on this. I just don't know why necessarily it's hippie. Like, is can a hippie be young? I feel like hippies is a certain generation. It's a group of a certain generation, like a certain. No, I subsection. think there's a new generation that is. You know, my daughter is you know verging on hippie. You know, mm-hmm. I got to use Tom's antiperspirant because it's oh, okay. really yeah. it doesn't yeah, right. work. <laughs> I got to use Tom's toothpaste and I don't know why I keep going to the dentist and having cavities. (laughs) Okay. But those people don't piss me off because they're not like, and you must only buy Tom's. Right. That is a big difference. That's the, that's the 1960s hippie that grew up in a radical age where we're going to burn the place down unless they do what we say. And now they're in Congress. Now they're all in charge. And we have to do what they say or they're going to disband us. Yeah, there's this like desire for them to be heard about everything, you know, where like and that's happening, I think, now with because they were whiners. They were whiners in the 60s. I'm 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 the one who followed the hips, the hippies. Okay, Mm -hmm. in my family, my oldest sister was and still is in many ways a hippie. Uh, And 
you know, it's all like me, 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 you know, but it's got to be about us, us, us. Shut up. So <laughs> no offense, Colette. No, 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 I mean, no. it's not really about you. I'm no. just using you as an example, but it's not really. You're you. Just, she, she, I don't mean any of those things I just said about you. He's just using you as an example of the group he said he hated. And was right. but I don't hate you. I just, no, of course. But you have. I mean, it's like <laughs> uh, but, you were always in trouble with mom and dad. And then we got the lectures, too. Yeah. OK. Well, you mentioned Hillary Clinton as part of this group. Yeah. And I, I've noticed lately, like we keep hearing from her like as if there are you know people who want to hear from that's her. a hippie now her husband that's a hippie you never I, ask yourself did you ever want to hear from a hippie i can't think of a time Can you think of a time that anyone ever really wanted to hear from a hippie nope they just inflict themselves on you right they're okay, like that's i got something to say and uh i've got to say it or a little piece of me dies and i'm like okay well, i'm fine with that see ya hillary has a new podcast out oh yeah i bet it's very like, popular why on earth like, she just released another book a children's book really? why do we need these things her husband was president of the united states we never hear from him I mean, he's never around. Now, that could be because he's been, you know. Bagging chicks. Or I was going to say accused of multiple sexual assaults and maybe he's not so well received these days. Could be. But like, we don't hear from John Kerry. I mean, I oh, guess he's now he's going to be, he's going to be climate czar, czar of some yeah, sort. Yeah, he's, but he's, like, we don't, we all losing candidates we don't aren't he, inflicted on our lives all the time. Yeah, I don't have a, I don't have a George Bush podcast. And I'm happy for that. I'm happy about that. I don't. Yeah, I don't need it. You know, I know we, we got you. You were president. I mean, but like there was like 900 Republican candidates. Most of them we never hear of. So, you know, you know, when Ike was uh, driving home, um, the highway system was going in and, you know, it's the highway system is in great part due to him because we didn't have a highway system at the time. And after World War Two. Uh, we realized, well, first thing bad guys do is they bomb all the airports. And so you can't land any planes. Let's build a highway system where you can land planes on them in case of war. That's why our highways are so straight and so uh, so big. So he's he's in office. He hadn't driven his car in God knows how long because he was driven around in a Jeep before that. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this yesterday. He leaves office. He and Bess, this Truman, this must have been Truman. Um, he gets into the into the car, and uh, he's uh, he he hasn't driven in forever, forever. I don't even know if he had a driver's license at that point. He gets into the car and starts it up. They're driving away, and his wife is saying the whole time, "Please don't drive. Can we just take a plane? Let's not drive. I want to see this new highway system. I want to see what this is all about." So he goes out and he's driving down the highway. Police stop him. Now he's on his way home, not to a big mansion, to his home in what Independence, and he's just like. I'm just going to go back to doing what I've always done and shut my mouth and just be a citizen. It, on the way home, he's stopped by police. And his wife slides over in the car seat as he's rolling down the win window and about to be asked for his driver's license and proof of insurance. And his wife swings across and leans out the window and said, Officer, would you please tell him what he's doing wrong? Because he's not listening to me. And the police officer looks at her and then looks 
at the president who <laughs> just left office, okay, and said, President Truman? And he's like, yeah, my wife's been, nag- what am I doing wrong? Why'd you stop me? He said, Be- because, sir, um, you're driving 35, and this is a highway. You are dangerous. The point of this story is, he went back to a normal life. He went back to a normal life. Can these guys who are public servants, I'm not calling you senator anymore if you're a senator. If you're a senator, great. If you've left the Senate, I'm not going to call you senator anymore. Watch me because I do it all the time. I got to stop. You're not. You're a regular person again. Yeah. Like when they're like, uh, this, the, he took over her seat or his seat. No, it's not his seat or her seat. It's, it's the people's seat. Yes. You don't get to just, you don't hold on to these things oh, forever. And that has become a, a reality. You know who's done it worse than anybody else? Hippies. Hippies did it. I'm telling you the problem is the dope smoking 1960 Sololinsky hippies. Just say get off my lawn and get over the. Get off my lawn. <laughs> and we liked it. Now I feel bad because my sister is probably sitting someplace going, I, I, I wasn't like that, though. Now I know. But you were um, Connie. Connie uh, is uh, living in Nevada. She had some bad news a while ago. She was told nothing could be done for the uh, back and uh, hip pain that had been plaguing her. Pain just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then someone tells you that there's nothing you can do about it. That sucks. Then she saw an ad on TV for Relief Factor. She wasn't really hopeful, but she was desperate. And she's like, I'll give it a try. It's 19 bucks. So she ordered the quick start. She now wrote in and said, literally, within two days, it started working for her. The pain began to subside. She obviously kept going with Relief Factor. And these days, she reports that she has no pain. She goes to bed pain-free. Wakes up the next morning pain-free. Connie got her life back. So could you. ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. Something that was worked on by non-hippie doctors. It's Relief Factor. 800-500-8384 or ReliefFactor.com. You know what Joe Biden was? A hippie. He was a hippie general. He was the, that's him. Was he? He was. Yeah. He yeah. went into office in 1970 or 71. He was in college in the 60s. Hippie. Mm. And they force everything on you. They say that when they were young, they don't like the man oppressing them. You know, they don't like this big government oppression. And now they're all creating big government oppression. They're going to die. They'll be dead within 10 years and we'll still have to leave with the big government system they put in hippies they they start to wear bell bottoms a couple of them and the next thing you know the whole country has to be wearing bell bottoms <laughs> sick of it this is a strong stance for you it i is. didn't know you had this belief system yeah see i think of biden more of like a guy who's like a you know the beach club like you know he was like the beach club cool kid lifeguard guy when he was young yeah okay they had the and little black were, children petting his legs yeah yeah that's not hippie to me. No, though. that's his, but he's a guy that who's was, all of his colleagues were hippies. And so, hey, man, he still says that. Hey, man, come on, man, come on, man, come on, man. Ugh, hippies. Be, be a frustrating next couple of years. 
Why do you say that? He just said all federal buildings, you must wear a mask at all times if you're in a federal building and federal property. Mandates I know. are so ridiculous. Like, what but he, he didn't do, do it himself last and, night at the Lincoln Memorial. And have you been in a federal building since like, I don't know, like summer? Like you have to wear a mask anyway. What, I know. What is that? I know. I, I, these I know. mask mandates are the biggest topic of conversation. If that I ever does see so that, little to change anything. If I ever see that man out of a mask in the <laughs> in the Oval Office upstairs, making out with his beautiful wife Jill, they both better be wearing masks because they're living in a federal building. Come on, yeah. man! Oh, God. <laughs> it makes me cringe. Now they're saying that Trump had no no vaccine plan. Uh, no, he had a plan. You may not like it. You may think of a different way. But can we stop with the lies? Media, stop with... There was no plan to distribute the vaccine. That's so ridiculous. I mean, they have a you, general in charge of it. No, no, but what they're saying is um, he's inherited a system where there was no plan. Just like Obama inherited a really bad economy, mm. he's inherited this. So, gosh, I mean, you can't imagine how many lives we've saved that didn't get sick because this of me. It's coming.